Dmitry Orlov back to the Capitals? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the comments that were coming out of the Boston Globe and kind of the Boston's breakdown day where Dmitry Orlov sounded like he would be open to the idea of coming back to the Caps. Is that a good idea? We'll talk about that in the show. We will talk about how Jeff Halpern is going to potentially be interviewing for the head coaching job. Is that a wise decision? And then we'll talk about how Connor McMichael continues to light it up down in Hershey. But just to get it going here, one of the things that happened uh, last season here, we know is that Dmitry Orloff and uh, Garnet Hathaway got traded out to the Boston Bruins. And it was one of those tough pills to swallow. Dmitry Orloff is a, a really solid blue liner that's been here for a long time. I held him in high regard. But ultimately, the Capitals saw that the season wasn't going where they wanted it to go. So they were sellers for the first time in quite some time. So they found a trading partner in the Boston Bruins, as we know, Garnet Hathaway. And uh, Dmitry Orloff went out to Boston and returned. The Capitals got Craig Smith and some draft picks. Uh, but now that the season's over, and it's over much earlier uh, than anyone thought, I think, you know, for the Capitals, uh, but most notably, for the Boston Bruins, the Boston Bruins, who set a record for wins in the regular season, got eliminated in the first round to the Florida Panthers. Tell me if you saw that one coming. I did not see that one coming. So now that the season's over, one of the things that Dmitry Orloff is talking about, how he said that would he would be open to the idea of finishing out his career in Washington. Uh, he said that he sees this as most likely being the last contract that he will sign. Uh, he just doesn't know if, you know, they can come together in the middle. Can Brian McClellan and uh, Dmitry Orloff and his agent come together in the middle as far as term is concerned? Uh, as we heard, you know, was speculated out there that Orloff and his representative there wanted a six or seven year deal. And uh, it sounded like Brian McClellan was in it for a three-year deal. So um, can uh, Orloff and his representative soften their stance a little bit and accept a shorter deal? Maybe, you know, Brian McClellan will, you know, extend it out to a four-year deal. I guess that remains to be seen. The interesting thing for me, however, is that what the Capitals want to do, it seems like, you know, we want to go back to Orloff because he's a familiar face and not to diminish who he is, a really great hockey player. But we always hear that this team wants a new identity. They want to get younger and they want to get faster. Do they want to retread a tire by adding Dmitry Orloff back to this team? Do they have a viable option? I guess in Hershey, that's the biggest question. Or do they have anything planned in free agency out in July there? Maybe they have something up their sleeve. You know, I've talked about, you know, when Orpik came back or Orpik and Niskanen uh, got traded to the Capitals or, excuse me, signed during free agency. So 
you know, I guess it depends on what your options are. Um, you know, again, I don't want to say anything negative about Dmitry Orlov. I think he was a real steady Eddie on the blue line. Uh, but is it in the cards? Dmitry says it's tough. Probably, yeah. Orlov said of seeking a potential return to the Caps. Going to talk to my agent how I see if they trade me. I don't think it's going to work out, but we'll see. And, you know, part of me thinks is that he doesn't want to say anything too disparaging about his former team. You know, he had, you know, a lot of great years here. Um, and during the, when he got traded out to the Bruins, he said that he was really happy for the first time playing hockey in quite some time. So I think to a certain extent, he is a guy that isn't trying not to, you know, hurt the feelings or say anything bad about his former team and his former teammates. So um, potentially he might want to come back. But is that ultimately the case? Uh, I guess it, you know, it remains to be seen. Prior to his trade, Orloff had been with the organization since 2009. He spent 11 years playing for Washington, put up, putting up 256 points in 686 games and becoming one of the franchise leaders in games played by defensemen while helping the team to the Stanley, Stanley Cup in 2018. Uh, writes the hockey news. So uh, again, he was, you know, integral in the Stanley Cup push and the the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. So we will ever uh, be in his debt for that. But, um, you know, can they come together in the middle? That's the the tough thing here. We know that this team is up on it as far as the cap is concerned. And I think that there's a lot of pressure on GM Brian McClellan to get results this next year. And uh, do they ultimately want to invest a bunch of money into a player for the long term, if they know that a rebuild is coming at some point, I mean, let's let's face it here. Once uh, Ovechkin's contract is done, then I think you will start to see them tear down the sheetrock and the studs and 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 everything, and you will start to see this team take shape uh, like it never has been before. And I'm not really in a rush to do that. I've seen mixed reviews. If you want to take a look at the Washington Nationals, for example, it doesn't always go well. It was a great from the start right away. I didn't say Washington was bad just different Orloff explained I just enjoy hockey and it's important I've been 11 years in this league you still have to love what you're doing playing hockey in your life I have a good feeling back and I really enjoyed it this time that was his thoughts about playing in Boston and you know far be it from us to you know try to dissuade him from having fun playing hockey if he had fun playing in Boston great uh, but, uh, you know, and if he if his future is back with the Capitals, I don't have a problem with it. Again, a really sound defenseman. I just kind of goes against the narrative of what we've heard for the longest time about this team wanting to get younger and faster. The 32 year old still doesn't know what's next, though, and will take the necessary time to figure it out. I still don't know what my plan is if I fly back to Washington or stay here. So it's just a lot of things Orloff said of his future. Obviously going to have to make a decision where I'm going to be. I need to talk to my family and go from there. So I don't think that that Mac is necessarily going to soften his stance a whole lot. Again, you know, I'd heard that he was in on a three-year deal. Is it the possibility that he would throw him a bone and give him a four-year deal potentially? But I don't see... You know, if Orloff and his representative want to take a hardline stance and say, no, we want a six or seven year deal, I just don't think it's in the Caps future. And I don't think it would be a wise decision to make either. So uh, it is going to be an interesting summer. That is for sure. And that's why you need to stay subscribed to Locked On Capitals. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about how the Caps could potentially be interviewing Jeff Halpern. And is he a good fit on this team? We'll talk about that when Locked On Capitals continues.
From a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when you have the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow to Locked On Capitals on your podcatcher of choice and YouTube. I have a lot of great guests lined up for you this summer. Yesterday, I had on Mike Vogel, and in the future this summer, I will have on uh, John Walton and also the new beat writer for Washington Hockey Now. So subscribe to Locked On Capitals. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about how we know the Caps and uh, Peter Laviolette parted ways. Uh, We know that it was said that Peter Laviolette approached uh, Brian McClellan and said that, you know, he wants out. He said that he talked to his wife. And, uh, you know, he wanted to go back to Florida to his house and kind of see what his options are. And I have no doubt in my mind that Peter Laviolette will be coaching somewhere else in the NHL. He just has that pedigree of being a really great coach. Maybe not, maybe a bit of a square peg and a round hole for the Capitals. I I guess I don't know, but it did not work out here. Some could say it had to do with COVID. Some people could say it had to do with the, the, the myriad of injuries that the Capitals face this season. But in any event, the Caps are moving on in their search for the next head coach. And we know that Jeff Halburn was one of the coaches that was listed. And we know that Tampa uh, was eliminated. So now on to the next one. And also another name out there is Spencer Carberry. Um, I'm also hearing rumblings about Bruce Boudreaux. How crazy would that be if Gabby came back to Washington? Not so sure that's the right idea either. But Jeff Halpern, that is the rumor out there. This was first broke. I was at work. I heard about this. This was from Pierre LeBron, a true NHL insider. He said, hearing that the Washington Capitals plan to interview Lightning assistant head coach, or excuse me, assistant coach Jeff Halpern at some point here in their head coach search process. Uh, I think it would be a good option. You know, he had a good rapport with the players with the Lightning. He helped that team kind of grow into what it was, where they won multiple cups there in Tampa. Um, And I think that he would potentially have a good rapport with some of the young players. Uh, So that would be a good thing to, to think about as well. But looking at Jeff Halpern, the Caps ha- will have a new head coach next season after opting not to renew the contract of Laviolette. The Capitals plan to interview Jeff Halpern after retiring as a player in 2014. Halpern amassed eight seasons of coaching experience, all while the Lightning with a Lightning organization. He's been behind the Lightning bench as an assistant since 2018, meaning he was involved in both of Tampa's back-to-back Stanley Cup championships in 2020 in 2021. Before that, he spent three seasons with the AHL's Syracuse Crunch, Tampa Bay affiliate, as a development and assistant coach. So he is familiar with working with younger players. He was also involved in Tampa's uh, Stanley Cup winning seasons in 2020 and 2021. Pretty good resume. I got to think he is a native of the area. I think that is also a good thing. So I think to a certain extent that is going to 
you know, endear him to the Capitals, of course. Washington moved on from Laviolette after missing the playoffs for just the second time since 2008. In his years as an assistant, uh, Halpern has not missed the playoffs. He helped uh, the Crunch team to the Calder Cup Finals in 2017, a year after missing the playoffs altogether, a team that featured a breakout playoff performance by then-prospect Yanni Gord. As a player, Halpern played nearly 1,000 NHL games across 14 seasons, uh, occurring 373 points. The center served as Washington's captain from 05-06, Alex Ovechkin's rookie season. So I do think that he has what it takes. Is he going to be the right fit in Washington? Uh, I guess that remains to be seen. I guess it depends on how his interview goes, of course. But uh, I do like just from what I've read and heard about him. Of course, I remember him uh, playing with the Capitals. And I remember, you know, seeing what he did with the uh, Tampa Bay organization as far as winning Stanley Cups and what he did with her AHL affiliate. So on paper, uh, he seems like he would be a good fit. But I want this thing to be vetted out to its full process. I want to interview or I want the Capitals rather to interview Spencer Carberry along with any other, uh, you know, candidate that would potentially be a good fit. I think that is only the right idea. So I don't want to jump to any conclusion and say, yes, Jeff, Jeff Halpern is our guy. Um, I think it would be wise just to see what all your options are. Um, I think that overall, you know, if you take a look at what Mac has done, I think he's done a pretty good job. Again, Peter Lavulette, I don't think it was the wrong decision. I just think that he was up against it from the very beginning, and it doesn't matter if he was up on it. They missed the playoffs, and that was one of the benchmarks that they said for Peter Laviolette to get a new deal in Washington. He wanted them to make it past the first round, and they didn't even make it to the playoffs, period. So it's not too much of a mystery to me uh, as to why they parted ways. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about Connor McMichael, how he continues to tear it up down in Hershey, We'll talk about Connor coming up. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Connor McMichael is a guy that uh, was a healthy scratch for the Capitals last season. And uh, when he did play, sometimes he played on the fourth line, on the wing, and then, you know, he, he missed a lot of time. And I think that there's nothing that can stymie the growth uh, of an up-and-coming player more uh, than having them sit on the bench or relegating them to the fourth line in a position that is maybe not their strong suit. Let's face it, the ceiling for Connor McMichael is rather high, and I think that he is showing a maturity beyond his years. Some people would sulk uh, if they went down to AHL after getting a taste of NHL action, but he just adjusted his mind and said, you want to know something? I'm going to put that in the rearview mirror, and I'm going to concentrate on what I'm doing in Hershey. I'm going to help this Hershey team make a solid push for a Calder Cup, and that is what he did. So I think that he, again, is showing a maturity that is the right maturity to have, and I think that he does have a bright future uh, in the NHL at some point. Uh, just taking a look at Connor McMichael. McMichael drafted 25th overall in 2019. McMichael hoped to establish himself as an NHL regular in 2022-23. Instead, he was back in the AHL Hershey Bear nearly a year removed from the last time he suited up in the chocolate white the demotion wasn't an easy process at first, but once he came to terms with the situation, he decided to embrace the turn uh, as his career had taken. Again, a really mature approach from a young guy, um, and I think that speaks volumes of him. I think that that is why he will have 
a bright future because he's got a maturity at such a young age. Coming down here at the start was a little bit tough, obviously coming from the NHL and coming down here, but I think I made the most of it, McMichael said, following the Bears practice Tuesday. I've been working on the little things I need to work on, and obviously we got a really good team down here, so that helps, and I've been having a lot of fun. And you got to put a little bit of importance on fun, especially... You know, in the old days, it was all about who cares about fun. It's about getting the job done um, and getting the job done is important, of course, but also having, you know, having fun while you do it. I think that that is important, especially with a lot of the younger players where, you know, they it's more of valuing fun other than just, you know, making yourself miserable. So I admire his approach and I admire him, you know, just being fine with playing down in Hershey. Uh, the Bears, as we know, are in the Calder Cup playoff. And um, I think that, you know, they're poised to do good things. I know that he is lighting up down there and he is helping uh, the Bears team in their push for the Calder Cup. And uh, I think that he is probably going to get another long look next season as this team um, is facing changes. As we know, there's the push to get younger and faster, the need for speed. And I think, you know, that uh, sometimes McMichael and LaPierre get lumped in the same sentence or same paragraph. But I think that McMichael um, is actually, you know, a step ahead of where he's at. Not to disparage LaPierre. I think he's coming along as well. He's just had a little bit of more bumps uh, in his ride this year. I think it's just been maturity and he's invested into our hockey club right now. Nelson said he really matured into somewhat of a leader on our team. He says all the right things on the bench when they scored to make it two to one in game two. He was even keel on the bench, helping out the guys out. Then he goes out and performs. And that's a sign of him just growing as a player and he's getting better and better every day. Uh, again, he's showing leadership at a young age. These are all signs of a future leader. And I think that, you know, that will speak well uh, when his time is right on the caps. The biggest thing for me is just our team winning. Honestly, Mick Michael said, I think with me being such a big part of the team, whenever the team is winning, I think I'm able to contribute in different ways that might not be on the score sheet. So I think it's just as long as the team keeps winning, we go on a good run. I think I'll be able to showcase what I can do. And I think that he will too. And I think that, you know, it would be wise for the caps to give him that nice long look this time. Um, but let's him, let's have him play at the center position. That is where he really excels. I know that if, you know, it was a difference between him playing in the AHL or NHL, he would say, sure, I'll play on the wing. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't you? You're playing in the, in the NHL with all that comes along with that. But uh, the interesting question that has always been around is then who comes out of the lineup? If you take a look at the center position, does Strom come out? Does Kuznetsov come out? Does Backstrom come out? Does, does uh, Dowd come out? Who comes out of the lineup to accommodate putting him into the lineup? It is a tough position. Some people say that Kuznetsov potentially played his last season in Washington. It's all conjecture at this point. Um, are you going to sit down Nick Backstrom to put McMichael in? Are you going to sit down Dylan Strom? Are you going to sit down Nick Dowd? Any of these guys. Are you going to set them out to put Connor McMichael in? And if the answer, you know, if the answer is no, then I don't, I, does he fit on this team right now? I mean, I know you can try to force him into being a wing, but I don't think that that is necessarily where he's going to excel. I think there's some tough questions ahead for the Caps and GM Brian McClellan if they are, in fact, going to move on um, from, you know, crazier things like perhaps a Nick Backstrom Um uh, Kuznetsov, something like that. They're going to have to make some sort of move 
to accommodate adding him into the lineup on a night in night out basis. And that is what is paramount for him. I think that it is so important for him to play on a regular basis. I think nothing screws up his growth more than having him watching the game up on high from the press box. I I just don't think that's the right thing for a guy that is excelling at such a great rate uh, down in AHL. So I think that we need to to nurture that and not try to stunt his growth uh, in any way. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals as we make our way through the offseason. I'll talk about rumblings, you know, about Dmitry Orloff and where he'll end up. We'll talk about who the next head coach is going to be. We'll talk about what this lineup's going to look like We have a lot of time to talk about Capitals hockey, and I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you even beyond this podcast. Subscribe to Subtext. You can see the information there scrolling on the bottom of the screen. Uh, If you're listening to this audio podcast, I will have it for you in the show notes where we can text back and forth about Capitals hockey. Uh, I can give you any updates I have as far as players that are getting signed, maybe players that are getting traded away the hunt for the next great head coach of this team. So join me on subtext. It'll be a whole lot of fun. When you're done listening to this podcast, head on over to Locked On NHL, available wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube as they have you covered for the complete ride on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Make sure and head on over to Locked On NHL so you can be in the know when it comes to the NHL. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.